Hey, I'm Jonathan Alexander. And I'm Elena Getzenberg. And you're listening to Panthers Tracks. And welcome back to Panthers Tracks. Now, you know this is a, a special episode when we have our columnist, Scott Fowler, in the building. Uh, welcome, Scott. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be invited after uh, the, the many, many times that you've done this. I'm glad that I've uh, I've made the cut now. So thank you. We, we've, we've tried to get Scott on a couple episodes with some time conflicts, but... Uh, he's too busy. He's too busy. Let's you know, know, he's super important. It, it is true. They have tried before, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is a fitting first one for me to come on the draft preview extravaganza. Absolutely. Absolutely. Finally, I swear, after you know weeks of preparation, so many stories, uh, so many mock drafts that make my too, head spin. Too many mock drafts. Too many mock drafts <laughs> that have made my head spin. Uh, we're finally here. Thursday uh, will be day one of the draft, so we'll get right into it. Uh, the Panthers sit at number eight. Have a a lot of options they can pick from. What we do know is that a lot of who the Panthers pick will depend will depend totally on what happens ahead of them. Knowing all that, Elena, who what are your thoughts? We'll start with talking about who we think that the Panthers should pick or how they should approach it. Elena, what do you think? Yeah, there's a lot of scenarios, and I think we're we're all there's a lot that I think. Um, they the Panthers could do in the first round and walk away successful. Like, to me, there's not one thing. Like, I think last year when we were looking at it, it was like, they better get someone on that defensive line. They better address defense. And to me, there's this team has so many needs still that it's not necessarily, hey, they need to do this, this, and this. Um, and I think, you know, we're looking at how this draft is going to fall. And if someone, like, you know, depending on how the board goes, and like Jonathan said, there's a lot that could like impact this, but to me, if someone like Justin Fields did fall to eight, I do think he would be really hard to pass on. Um, you know, I think in that scenario, the Panthers would definitely try to trade out of it, but I think that's easier said than done um, to get a really good trade, especially if teams aren't sure if the Panthers are actually interested in a quarterback. Um, so he's to me someone that like, yeah, it sounds crazy with the Sam Darnold trade, but I don't think you they they want to get this quarterback position right. And I think passing on someone who could be that like Justin Fields would really be interesting. Um, and I think, like I said, hard to pass on if you can't figure out a trade. Um, so I definitely wouldn't rule that out. But there's other options I think would also make sense. I mean, offensive line, you know, corner, wide receiver. Um, but to me, that would be hard to pass on. But I don't know, Scott, if you have what, you, what would your be ideal scenario? Well, I – I agree with some things you said there, but I think what's going to happen ultimately is they are going to convince themselves that the trade back is the best solution Thursday night, that there's enough players that they, as you say, Elena, they have needs all over the board. A five and 11 team is going to have a lot of needs. And so while, I would be excited if they picked a Justin Fields uh, for sure because a rookie quarterback is always exciting. My thought is they're going to end up trading back to eight from eight to somewhere between you know nine and fifteen. Pick a guy. I'm going to say they're going to pick a cornerback 
one of the cornerbacks between Sertain and Farley, and who am I forgetting? Who's JC Horn? Yeah, JC Horn. Right, and JC Horn. I think out of the, I think they'll choose one of those guys on a trade back scenario. What do you think, Jonathan? Before I get into, that, I think you know what Elena said. The fact that they could pick Justin Fields, and and, and we know that you know he's an option still on the table. I think that. Makes me scratch my head even further, you know, that they traded for Sam Darnold. You know, they like Justin Fields. We know that they were at his his, his pro day, his second pro day. So, I, and he could easily be there at eight. Um, so now, I, and we also know that nobody was really calling for Sam Darnold with the New York Jets. So why did the Panthers, you know, give up a second round next year and a fourth round and a sixth round this year? Um, why did they rush to get Sam Darnold if, you know, there's a possibility that Justin Fields is there? I, I just wanted to, you know, start off with that. Yeah. But I do think that makes it, it more rem- – like, I think that's a good point, and I think that makes it um, more remote for sure that they take – like, I think that makes it harder to take Justin Fields. But I also think, you know, one of the weird elements of all of this is we've seen how desperate they are to get quarterback, like, <laughs> right, yeah. in so many ways this offseason that – People do crazy things at the quarterback position is all I would say, but yeah. I, it is it is pretty wild, all of it. Yeah, I like Justin Fields. I think he'll be a good quarterback. I think you never really never know, but I think if they take one, it's a, it's, it's a fail. They would have wasted Sam Darnold. Not that I think that they should rely on Sam Darnold, but to be honest with you, I, I've, I've been riding this since even before the Teddy Bridgewater trade talks or the Sam Darnold trade. I think they should draft offensive linemen. Um, you know, I think probably Sewell is the only option that they're really seriously considering there at eight. Um, and you know, Sewell, them drafting Sewell will definitely depend on what the Cincinnati Bengals do with five, uh, whether they draft Sewell or Chase. Now, if they draft Chase, which is an attractive option because he was Joe Burrow's former teammate, he was a great player. Uh, um, you know, if they take Chase, then I think Sewell does fall at eight, and I think the Panthers should. Uh, should take that opportunity. But I, I tend to agree with Scott in the fact that, you know, if Sewell, if the Bengals do take Sewell and they can't get Sewell, then they should probably trade back and get further assets, whether that's with the Patriots at 15, who knows about the Broncos, maybe the Broncos at nine, maybe you can entice a trade with the Vikings at 14. I think one of those uh, is where I agree. But I, But ideally, I think the Panthers should take Sewell if he's there. Yeah, I think the trade back scenarios are definitely interesting. Like, I think if it's not there because they like, you know, multiple, there's multiple really good corners. So, like, I feel like the options, too, for trading back are, like, vast. So it's an element of that, too, where it's, like, that could be the most logical in a way to get, like, a second-round pick back that they lost in the Darnold trade. So. Yeah, and we and we know Matt Rule was there at South Carolina's pro day, so he saw J.C. Horn. I saw J.C. Horn play in twenty, I think it was nineteen when uh, Carolina played um, South Carolina, and I, I look back over the film actually just recently, and he didn't give up a catch when he was in man coverage. He had a force fumble, forced Sam Howell to sack. He's he's a good player, um, so uh, you know he he'd be definitely be a good option if the Panthers. Were to get him at fifteen, maybe, and other and other assets, but I still like Sewell. He's the best. Yeah. You know, the other um, none of us uh, have talked about this one too much on this yet, but we've talked about it outside of this, and that is 
they might end up picking a wide receiver. Um, I was I did a story this week uh, speaking to a bunch of former Panthers about what they do, and what they mostly said uh, was pick Sewell, just like you're saying now, Jonathan, that solved the left tackle position as Elena wrote. 14 left tackles since 2014, uh, 13 have started for this team. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So they got to solve that revolving door. But, wow, if Chase is, uh, is, as you mentioned, if he's there, you know, John Beeson, the former Panther Pro Bowl linebacker, said Matt Rule likes to do sexy things and an offensive (laughs) tackle is not sexy. So by that definition – Beeson thought they would end up picking a wide receiver, actually. And so maybe that's where they go. Yeah. Elena? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, when I, and I read, when I read Scott's story and saw that in there, I thought that was very accurate. But, you know, they like to do flashy things. And I think it's too, I mean, they definitely, Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in this class. I don't think that's much of a debate, but there's really good wide receivers like deep in this class too. So I think that's kind of when you look at the Panthers major positions we're talking about early outside of whatever you think about quarterback tackle and wide receiver are very deep this year. So like, I think whatever these positions we're talking about, they don't address in the first round. I would absolutely look to the second, third round where they can take care of some of these needs still. And like, we like to talk a lot about the first round, but they can address those later on too. Like, we're talking about tackle in the first round. If they don't get a tackle in the first round, there's definitely a like solid player they can get in the second round. It's just not as high of talent, I think we would say. But there's it's interesting that two of the positions we're talking about are so deep this year. And wide receiver <laughs> is one of them. And you know, Robbie Anderson is a free agent next year. DJ Moore is going to the last year of his rookie deal. Curtis Samuel left. So it's definitely a position that isn't the biggest need, but it's not not a need, I think you would say. Yeah, for that reason, I wouldn't do it. But I, I definitely do <laughs> see them taking, you know, Chase. I mm-hmm. think Weedle's going to be a good guy, too. I, I don't know that the principal will try to take him. But, you know, for that reason, I wouldn't take one early because it's such a deep class. But if you do take one early, then you then you then ha- I think you have to go offensive tackle that second round. I, I don't think you could go past the second round without taking an offensive tackle. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I, I th- it goes against that philosophy that Scott Federer talked about in, in building both sides of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's not a deep defensive line class, uh, so you know if you if you go with a playmaker in that first round and then offensive tackle, you can't and, and you pass up on an offensive tackle, then you're not addressing two of your biggest needs, uh, and I, I don't think the Panthers can afford that. Um, but Chase is certainly a good player. Um, you know, John Beeson mentioned him, but uh, and I think he, I think he, I think he's going to be dynamic. I think he had 20 touchdowns um, in 2019, um, which is amazing. Um, but I, I wouldn't do it to be honest with you. Just points to how much that Bengals pick will be interesting, though, and impact the Panthers. So yeah, and it and it could certainly happen. Say Sewell goes uh, five. And then um, maybe there are still quarterbacks up there and teams trade up to get quarterback and then Chase falls to eight. Um, I think it's certainly possible. But, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So l- let me ask you, um, I guess, realistically, we- we've said who we think they should do or I mean, who we yeah, who we think they should do, who they think should, they should pick. 
But realistically, how do y'all seeing it shaking out? If you if you had to put money on, we're not betting, but if we had to say this is probably going to happen, who do y'all what do y'all think is going to happen? I don't think I personally got to put that out there. Justin Fields, I don't think is the right choice, but I think you'd be a good choice um, and one on the table. But I think most real for me, realistically, I think trading back um, in some capacity makes the most sense to me. I could see, I could definitely see happening just because I think the teams are going to want some of these quarterbacks and I don't think they'll necessarily go as early. I just think trading back is what the Panthers will try the most to do. So I think that's right now the most realistic. Yeah, I think though, uh, you know, I think what I said earlier, probably I'd agree the trade back. I think we might see multiple trades in the next three days, not only that one in the first round, but um, shoot, Teddy Bridgewater may not be a Panther by the end of the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, that draft day trades for big quarterbacks are not uncommon at all. So we may see that, you know, they may move up. Remember how that, you know, they might move up in uh, from 39, I think is their second round pick. And mm -hmm. what if they really like some guy that they're afraid is not going to get past 35, you know, I think they're going to wheel and deal a lot as, as Scott Fitterer tries to put his own mark on this team. I think he's going to be very active. I think we'll have some exciting things to write about, to talk about. Um, but I would say if they don't trade back, my likeliest uh, candidate would be Sewell also. I think that that makes the most sense um, overall, that or the trade back. Yeah. I really don't know how I'm be honest with you. I really don't know how the first seven picks are going to shake out. You know, I have some theories, um, you know, say the Panthers, there are quarter Trey Lance is still on the board or Justin Fields is still on the board. And I think the Panthers do have a gold mine and they can trade back perhaps to the new England Patriots. And then they get JC Horn who is possibly available. And then maybe they get a second extra second round pick, you know, that year and they can address uh, offensive tackle and uh, wide receiver. Uh, so you address cornerback uh, first round, uh, um, offensive tackle second round, and, and wide receiver or defensive tackle. Um, so I think it's hard, hard to see what will happen. But I also don't think anyone knows. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't think, think there's like knows. a one general approach. I think there's a lot of teams that their decisions will impact other teams so much. So it's going to be, it'll be very, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, <laughs> lots of unknown variables. So. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, if the Panthers don't end up with the offensive tackle in one of the first two rounds, I'm giving them a failing grade. <laughs> uh, I'm going on record about that. Okay. I think they take one. I think the first two days I'll, I'll give them another round to take care of it. But, I give them third round. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard I mean they, they need to address it if they leave the first two days without it I think something went wrong in my opinion, but. yeah they need to get in this draft I mean given their you know the holes in the roster I'd say they need to get three solid starters that, mm -hmm. that start I'd say right away like yeah. in September yeah. one of them being whatever tackle they choose uh, you'd hope you'd draft a corner that was good enough to start opposite Dante Jackson. And then the third one, some, you know, some wild card. 
if they could hit on a Jeremy Chin type in this draft, you know, whether offense or defense, that would be, you know, that'd be pretty big time if they, you know, teams can be turned around in a hurry with one great draft. If the Panthers happen to put it together, like they did, you know, after the 2001 season, they were one in 15. They hit three pro bowlers in the first three rounds of two of the 2001 draft, or I guess it was 2002 at that point. And they, you know, two years later in the Super Bowl, I mean, you really can make it happen that quickly, uh, or you can go the other way. Yeah. And I think that's the, crazy. Yeah. And I think the Seahawks did that two years in a row where they got um, um, Richard Sherman and um, uh, what's the safety's name? I'm slipping my Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. And, yeah. and then Bobby Wagner yeah. and Russell Wilson in the same draft. Like, it's crazy. That's A plus yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it can happen in a hurry. Yeah, they need difference makers. You know, they can't just be running the mill starters. But um, yeah, they you know they they find a a real talent, even you know a wide receiver in a deep class. Maybe that's the third round pick or something. Yeah. But as you uh, mentioned, Elaine, I mean, they you think yeah, oh man, they're so set at wide receiver right now. But the key is right now. I mean, things might change very quickly. Um, they might not be able to keep both DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson beyond this year. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, because they need like some sort of other pass catcher. Like Jonathan mm-hmm. and I were talking like, it could be like a really dynamic tight end. And I think, you know, that could fill a need that this offense has, but they need someone else. And I think that's like one of those sneaky needs we don't really talk about enough. And to me, it could be a tight end. Like I'm not, I don't think it needs to be like, a top wide receiver or even like a wide receiver in the second round. Like, I think they have a lot of options for how to fill that need. Um, And I think that's, I think the offense, they could really take care of in this draft. Like they could do a lot to help out the offense. And I mean, (laughs) and that's the offense draft, just like last year's the defense draft, maybe. Well, Well, let me ask you all this. What do you think about, so Somehow Kyle Pitts drops to number eight. What happens then? Oh, Panthers take him. Panthers take him. <laughs> they should, and they and they will. I think you put that yes. pick in so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, scouts have said it. Uh, NFL draft experts have said it. He's they consider him the number two player behind Trevor Lawrence in this draft. Dynamic guy fills a need for the Panthers, although it might not be the highest need. Feels a need for the Panthers, gives uh, the quarterback, uh, San Donald or whoever, um, you know, that huge option. Um, you know, I've heard generational talent when when describing Kyle Pitts. So I know they like him. They were there at his pro day. Kyle Pitts said he was having a meeting with Matt Rule later that week when I asked him. You know, Who offered him his first college scholarship. Oh, also so. offered him, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So yeah. at, when he was at Temple or at Baylor? Temple. Yeah. Temple. Because he no surprise that Kyle Pitts didn't take that offer. Kyle Pitts is a <laughs> Philadelphia guy, so that that was why oh, he saw him when he was very young. So I think one thing too that like Matt Rule had mentioned during his pre-draft press conference that for their needs in this draft, like and you know take this all with a grain of salt, everything the teams say in the pre-draft press conference, but. He mentioned how, you know, they're not drafting for, like, this year's obvious needs. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be. They're going to be looking at those needs. But they're also, like, 
they want guys who like down the road, you know, are going to be there, going to help be the cornerstones of this team, which I think like wide position, like wide receiver or even safety, um, which we don't talk a lot about either. They could address in this draft and they're not the most obvious needs, but they don't have a long-term guy there or like there's uncertainty. And I think they're going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if they address positions like that, um, that aren't like, Oh my God, they need a corner (laughs) or they need a left tackle, but they're these positions that they could use help at um, and they can get a cornerstone type guy. So those types of things, like that's why like a Kyle Pitts, I mean, would be a dream. And, you know, the, a safety like Richie Grant, who they coached at the senior bowl and Matt rule, like loved like those type of guys, like you can't be crossed off at this point. So do they, um, well, let me ask you this, because y'all are, y'all are the insiders here and I'm sort of coming in as, you know, as a, as a layman a little bit, but so Mac Jones is available at eight, but Justin Fields is not. Would they take Mac Jones? No, no. No, some of the people I've talked to don't view Mac Jones as a top 10 guy, but the 49ers are really high on him. And they're picking at three, so. Right, that's a a wide range there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I could see, I don't think they would take him there. I think also there would be, I really do think depending on how the quarterbacks fall, like that could give the Panthers one of their best opportunities to move back if some of those quarterbacks aren't picked as high as we think they are, because then teams are going to be like jumping to get. Um, They'll pay eight. more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Overpay yeah. even. So, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I, I think that's what the Panthers are hoping for. Yeah. You know, hope, hoping the team overpays and they can get more assets. But yeah. I, sorry. You go, go uh, No, I was just going to say to wrap it up, is there like maybe like, things that each of us thinks they maybe starting with Jonathan, like things they need to get out of this year's draft. But like, if they don't, you know, you said offensive line, but maybe something else that you feel like they have to address this year. Offensive line. Uh, cornerback is, is, an, is another one. I think because I don't know that they'll resign Dante Jackson. AJ Boye is on a two year deal. Troy pride developmental type player. They got to address that. Um, and, and we've seen quarterback is, is important, especially when you don't have a defensive line always getting to the quarterback. And then wide receiver, you know, Scott talked about that wide receiver. You and Scott talked about wide receiver, how, um, you know, Robbie Anderson is going to be a free agent next year. And DJ Moore, his, he's going to be up for a contract in uh, 2020, next year's 2022, 2023. Yeah, they'll have to pick up his fifth-year option by May 3rd. So. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. But anything to you, Scott, that you feel like they need to, even if it's just like not a position, but just like things you'd like to see them do in this year's draft? Well, I would, you know, like I said, three solid starters, I think, Mm -hmm. wherever they come from, probably the positions we've mentioned already. I think they also really could use someone else they can sell, someone Mm -hmm. they can sell to the fans. I think this team has lost some star power over the past few years. They still have Christian McCaffrey, who's obviously the face of the team, uh, and some young studs like Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin. But I would, you know, that's one place that they need. um, They need some more flash, really. This team does. And so I just hope that that happens uh, organically. You don't want to reach for somebody just because, you know, he's – a good quote like Deion Sanders, but it sure would be nice 
for them to have a little bit more uh, razzmatazz, I think. That's a really interesting point because they one I've always been really fascinated by this. Like they haven't DJ Moore hasn't developed into that guy. Like he's not like he. I mean, he's because he's not the chattiest, which is just his personality. But he is like he was a first round pick. He's a wide receiver. He's good. I think he's you know underrated sometimes, and it's interesting he hasn't been able to develop into that kind of you know, the guy, you know, he's, he's a quite guy. guy. And, you know, I think it's honestly because he doesn't score that often. I mean, I yeah. think he's yeah. he's not a guy who scores uh, 16 touchdowns a year or something. And, you know, you get in the end zone and then you do your stuff, your celebrations or whatever. Christian scores so many of the touchdowns around <laughs> here. But, of course, that wasn't the case last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, so, I mean, wow, wouldn't it be fun to have a Kyle Pitts or something like that? Uh, yeah. But, you know, also a Justin Fields for that matter. I mean, just someone else. Panther fans are looking for something to get excited about mm-hmm. um, in the same way that Hornets fans were really looking for something to get excited about and finally got LaMelo Ball after a long time in purgatory. I love LaMelo. Um, so this team, you know, needs uh, – <laughs> You're, it's it's, it's going to be hard to get the LaMelo ball of the NFL in this draft, but yeah. I'm just, you know, I think they need somebody else who's going to, who's going to make things happen and, and sell some tickets. That's yeah. why I just don't understand why they went and got Sam Darnold early, especially. You don't think Sam Darnold's going to sell tickets? Definitely not. <laughs> He's not quite Cam Newton, so. Yeah. Not, I, not quite. <laughs> it was funny. I was texting back and forth with the, former Panthers beat writer Brendan yesterday and he was just shaking his head at the he's a Jets fan and he was just shaking his head at the Sam Darnold trade and so yeah he's watched more Sam Darnold than me right yeah so, we may all be shaking our heads at some point yeah, yeah. stay tuned yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why hey but you know I think you know you're right I don't think they Sam Darnold was not to sell tickets Sam Darnold's because they think they have a problem yeah yeah and I think he's a a a solid insurance policy who maybe develops into something great. They hope, but if not, you know, you kind of know what you're getting there. Yeah. But yeah, sure. Yeah. Could you, would you like to upgrade over Sam Darnold in an ideal world in the next five years? Absolutely. Yeah. One last thing, just to put a cherry on top, just because we brought up quarterback, I would not be them addressing quarterback even later, like getting, you know, one of those later round guys would not be a surprise to me either. Um, I don't think the Will Greer thing has worked out. And, you know, they have backup quarterbacks, but if they're trying this quarterback thing, even if it's not in the first round, there's like some names um, day two, day three that I wouldn't be surprised if they took a shot at. So we'll see. Yeah. And I'm glad we have Scott on here because I wanted to test out his uh, Panthers trivia knowledge. <laughs> now, Elena, I didn't, I didn't get it. Who who did the, the last Panthers tracks? I did. Okay. So I haven't seen it because I was out of town. Um, you break so, it out. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking forward to um, answering or taking a stab at some of these questions. I also wanted to ask Scott a question. Um, that I had earlier. Now, let me ask you this, Scott. So I think there there were, and if I get it right, I think there are five Panthers players who have had uh, 10 or more touchdown, rushing touchdowns in a season. Who was the first? 
10 or more rushing touchdowns in the season. There's been five. Oh my yeah. gosh. I think, I think, let me see if it's wait, do you, you're counting Cam and those, like it's not, it doesn't have to be a, just a running back or something. Yes. Okay. Um, the first, I don't, Anthony Johnson, maybe. I don't know. And let me, let me make sure that it, it was like twice more. Hold on. Make sure they have. Oh, you asked me a question, but you didn't know the answer. Okay. Wow, wow. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure. No, all right. So they had 10 or more touchdowns more than once in the season. Uh, no, it was only once. Yeah, 10 or more touchdowns once in the Panthers uniform. Who was the first? And it wasn't uh, Anthony Johnson. It wasn't Anthony Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't. Did Tamanga ever do that? I don't feel like Steven, he did. Steven Davis. Wow, not till 2003. Okay. 2005. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeez. And that was his yeah. last year. Um, yeah, that's no, that's interesting. Who were the other ones? Cam, uh, Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, and it's gotta be Christian. Christian McCaffrey. Christian. Yeah. Right, right. That's a, that tells you a lot right there. It's not yeah. a <laughs> That was a rough, rough span to get there. Ten years. That's yeah. a long time to not get ten rushing touchdowns. But um, yeah, they did not. You know, they really didn't have the great back. I mean, they did it by committee for almost the first ten years of their existence until Stephen Davis in two thousand three. This this first Super Bowl year had a great year. I can't. I think you know he gained fourteen hundred yards or something like that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, yeah, D'Angelo, I guess he had 18 touchdowns one year, but did Christian had even more than that, right? I think Christian, he probably set all the touchdown records that one year. Yeah, yeah let me see. Christian McCaffrey stats. It was a big year. Yeah, so uh, 15, he had 15, uh, and then four, rece- four receiving touchdowns. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. The combo. It'll be it. fun to have Christian again. That was a yes. that was rough last year. Sometimes on their scoring, uh, you know, they had some scoring issues. So that part that will give you know Sam Darnold some help. He'll enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. That was a good I'll, commercial he did. <laughs> I'll throw out one trivia question, and this one should be. We'll see if you guys get this. What quarterback in Panthers history had the highest completion percentage in in a season? Like uh, like a like he played like a minimum of a certain amount of games. Yeah, he it was like the minimum's very low for this stat, so it had to be a quarterback. But in a full season, the highest. Wait, he could be like one for one, or like no. somebody a real quarterback. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah I guess I'd say Burline. He was pretty accurate. Yeah, um, I'm going to say. Uh, Mm. Probably something like Teddy last year or something. Oh, it might be. Yeah, let me say yeah. Teddy. <laughs> it was Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> I can get that one. It was Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> last year. He was 69 something. So, yeah. Even at the bottom. 69.1. Okay. Yeah. So, sneaky, well, sneaky one. He still so has every... that. He'll have that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's beating that, and he can hold the tip his hat and hold on to that. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll help him through this rough patch. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening again, uh, the Panthers Tracks. Please check back with us throughout the week and next week as we uh, cover this draft. Uh, CharlotteObserver.com. 
slash sports uh, for more uh, coverage. And thanks for joining us, Scott. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you all. Yeah, thanks.